Easter and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much, maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Hey there, freedom seekers. Ever wonder about the hero that lives inside of you, ready to conquer the business world? Well, if you've been listening to our show for a while, then you know that we love exploring hero myths and using them to better understand our own heroic journeys. I wanted to make these stories even more actionable for you, so we built a way for you to uncover your business superpowers, avoid potential pitfalls, and see your entrepreneurial journey in a whole new light. Ready to discover your business owner hero type? Check out the show notes or head over to lucidshiftcoaching.com forward slash quiz to take our free quiz and learn which heroic energy you embody in your business. It only takes a few minutes and it's free. Your heroic journey awaits. Welcome back to the Shift to Freedom podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Ben Easter. Today, I'm here with Paige Easter, and we are talking about prioritization. We're talking about getting your shit in order, getting your house together uh, and doing things in order that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to bring this topic to the table is it's been coming up a lot in conversations that I have with people. And the, the challenge is like, there's a challenge in getting things done and people feel overwhelmed. And the types of things they say that they, they if only there were more time or if I just had better time management. And these are the kind of the ways they're thinking about addressing this problem. And I think that those are some good starts, but I think there's also some different ways that we can be changing how we think about prioritization so that we can be getting the things done and release this feeling of overwhelm and this, feel, this kind of fear of not getting the important things done. Yeah. And, uh, and this overwhelm is like one of the more common things. Burnout is, it's like overwhelm mm -hmm. is like a stepping stone on the path to burnout, I think. Mm -hmm. um, some other things and values alignment stuff, but <clears throat> I think that a lot of people want to solve this problem with time management. And mm -hmm. if only I were more organized and if only I could get things, more things done a day, then I would be, everything would be okay. If only I could have more hours in the day to work, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, totally. And it makes sense that you, that, that, that is where our minds go is like, how do I get more done? And I mm -hmm. think that, you know, there's definitely like at the end of the day, there is like, there are action items that are kind of required in order to get anything done in the world. Right. And those steps want to be completed. Um, but I think before like getting into like, how can I do more things in a day? I think that there are some other ways to think about prioritization and what is what are the important and the essential things to do that can be really a useful sort of precursor. So it's not to say that, yeah, I mean, obviously you'll you'll move faster if you do more things, right? I mean, like if we're able to move our feet faster, we'll get forward faster, right? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're not saying that that's not the case. We are saying though, 
you can be moving really quickly and still not getting anywhere like a treadmill, for example. Uh, and mm-hmm. I see, I think that there are some, there's some mental work that we can do to kind of protect ourselves as much as possible um, from that treadmill kind of a feeling where we're running really fast, moving really fast, feeling exhausted, but not really feeling like we're getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So how, when we're talking about prioritization and people are asking for that, what is it that you think they're talking about? Uh, I mean, yeah, like the thing that we were just talking about, I think, I think prioritization is really a question of like, which things do we do first? It's funny. I, I heard that the etymology of that word priorities, um, it, we didn't actually ever pluralize like, cause priority means the first thing that's what prior, mm. it's prior to everything else priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and that before like the, I think mid 1800s, that word was never pluralized. It was always priority, like the first thing which I think is really an interesting thing to think about with our language and how that's adapted as, you know, as like the industrial, um, the industrial age kind of took off and there were like all mm-hmm. these, now there's all these competitions for our time, you know, cause before, if you think about maybe this is a fantasy, who knows, or, you know, if we're in the simulation, but <laughs> maybe if you think about the, you know, the age that our grandparents were born into, there was just a lot less competing for your time. You know what I mean? There were, mm-hmm. there were a lot fewer things. Life was a lot simpler. There were a lot fewer things that you could be doing. And, um, and I think there's one thing that I, is driving this question of like priorities, figuring out priorities and figuring out like time management and optimization of time and all that stuff is that we all are in a world right now where there is more that we could potentially do than we actually could ever do. There's always going to be more options mm. for things to do than we could do. And that's just a nature of the reality that we exist in right now. There will always be things competing for our time. And so I think what this question is coming from is just this desire to not, not experience FOMO. Like you're going to miss out or mm-hmm. you're going to make the wrong decisions. Or you're going to like, you're going to waste your time or things like that. And really mm-hmm. that we're like keeping our mind uh, sort of focused and present because we all have a sense that the more we do that, the better the results in our life will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting to think about one priority versus there being many priorities. And what would what would happen in our mind if we, instead of using the word priorities, we narrowed it down to priority singular and just focused on one thing at a time. And I think that the resistance that I feel in my insides around picking just one thing is that, like you were talking about, like that FOMO, but there's so many things to do. And even if I pick one priority, even under that priority, there's a multitude of different aspects of that that want to get developed for me to get the result. And so even if I do narrow my focus, um, there's a risk that I'm focusing on the wrong thing and like a fear that comes from that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think a big, a really important part of this conversation is to, is to, you know, I'm huge proponent of values and just understanding what is important to you in the world Mm -hmm. and starting there. Um, you know, I, I Mm -hmm. think that before we go to like, how do I get more stuff done in the day, stepping back and asking yourself, like, what are, what do you, what kinds of stuff do you actually care about doing Mm -hmm. and having done in the world? Um, and I think that that's just like a really useful question. I'm not going to talk too much mm-hmm. about core 
values in this podcast because we've talked about them in a ton of other podcasts and go, mm-hmm. by all means, go check those out. Mm-hmm. And I'm really a big fan of core values, but I do think that it's a really important question for us to ask before we start the whole prioritization thing. What is important to you in life? Mm-hmm. What is a life well lived? Yeah. What do you actually care about? Interesting. I, I want to get a little practical. And I know you said you don't want to talk too much about values, but I think it's worth mentioning, like, what does it look like? I have a list of values that I've determined are really important for me. And I can take a look at that and maybe just inquire within myself, which one of these is the one that's not getting met right now to that? Yeah. Like, which one, if I address this, if I felt more connection or if I felt more growth, which one of those, if I addressed it, would feel really good on my insides? And use that just kind of like as a reference. Is that how you see it? Yeah, I, that's one way to do it. Um, for sure is to like, and this is, I think when people are looking for balance, when they're, when they're like, Oh, I want to experience more balance in my life. I think one way of talking about more balance is ensuring that your core values are in balance, um, that you're having another way that people talk about this. I don't love this language, but, um, get making sure that your needs are met. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't love that language because we don't actually have any needs. Um, it's more like your desires. I think it's, it's in more ownership and more responsibility to, to be, you know, making sure that your desires, your wants are met in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause we don't Mm -hmm. need anything. I mean, we might need in order to live, but only if you want to live. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not, it's not a given that we have these, these needs and people use those. And I think people use the words need because we're unwilling to, I think it's a, deeper thing than we're going to talk about in this conversation right now, but I think it's a worthiness thing. I think when we, when we say we need something, all of a sudden it makes it really important for other people to listen to. And so it becomes a kind of uh, like social leverage that we can use. Um, And I just think it's more powerful for us to, in our own brains to realize that we have desires, wants that we want. So like, Mm -hmm. so yes, going through your core values list and kind of almost giving yourself a rating. I love the visual analog scale for this. So scale of one to 10, you know, how much growth am I experiencing in my life right now? Scale of one to 10, how much connection am I experiencing in my life right now? That sort of thing. Um, and then looking at those numbers for your core values, another way would be like the wheel of life. I love this as a, as a kind of an exercise to kind of just zoom out and see where you are. So you go through the different dimensions of your life, the ones that you've determined are important for you. So, you know, relationship, mm-hmm. how is, you know, scale of one to 10, how fulfilled are you in the area, the domain of relationship, career, mm-hmm business, a scale of one to 10, how fulfilled do you feel? And then you can mm-hmm. also, you can also ask like, well, what would, you know, if, especially for the ones that are like lower than a seven or lower than a six, you'd set your own threshold. Um, you might ask the follow-up question like, all right, well, what would it take for that thing to be a 10 out of 10? What would, what would, what would be the necessary and sufficient conditions for me to have a 10 out of 10 in that? And so I, I definitely mm-hmm. think this is a way that we can think about priorities is to kind of ask, um, where are we most out of balance? Right. And so we can mm-hmm. kind of have, like kind of trying to shore up our weaknesses mm-hmm. way of looking at priorities. And that's definitely yeah. right. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about what about for people who hear what you're saying and look at a lot of dimensions of their life or projects that are running and deciding on which one. Like, what if it's the wrong one? What if I choose the wrong one? Like, how, how do you address that? Yeah. 
and and right, wrong, good, bad. I'm going to refer mm-hmm. also back to our language podcast. But the mm-hmm. the what's what we're really saying when we're asking when we're thinking about the right or the wrong thing is the thing that is in values alignment for us or that is out of values alignment. To the the degree to which something is in alignment with our values or out of alignment with our values is the degree to which we call that thing good or bad, or mm-hmm. right or wrong. Okay, and so um, so one, I mean we can define wrong out of existence. So we could say, actually, there's no way for you to make a wrong decision about how you spend your time. Mm -hmm. And that there is a way of looking at the world that that's true. It's like necessarily true. There's no wrong way. Like you could, you could say, you know, I think people with a very uh, high degree of like spiritual view of the world, like a high lens, spiritual lens of the world will can, can do something like, it's all in God's plan or uh, everything happens the way that it should happen. Or, you mm-hmm. know, you know, there's, you know, my, you know, my personal version of this is like, there's nowhere for us to be the universe. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's only an infinite being, but now look for in a very practical way, we have like a life and most of us buy into the fact that this body is going to die at some point. Right. And so this is where I think there's another tool for, and by the way, I'm just going to caveat for a second. There are a million different ways, maybe not a million, but there are lots and lots Mm -hmm. and lots of different ways of looking at priorities. And we're going to play with a couple here, but there are my invitation with all of these. And as always would be to um, evaluate for yourself, find your, the way that it works for you. And there is no right way or wrong way, but ways that are useful to you or not useful to you. That's the other thing that right and wrong might mean. I mean, it's useful. So um, one question that people ask, I think a lot, or a a focus of the mind that can help with priorities is to ask the question, if you're on your deathbed, what will you have wished that you had done in your life? So like a bucket list is a really clean version of this is to like, what, what is the thing? What are the things that you would wish that you had done before you died? I think that's a useful way. Really coming to mortality is a really, I think, effective way to start to think about priorities is like, just to remember that you are going to die. Two things we know about every person, Rich Lippman says this, I love love this. Two things that we know about every person is that they're going to die and nobody has any idea when that's going to happen. And so, you know, to, to start to think about these, like, you know, given that you are a finite being and that you literally, you have no idea. I mean, I just, you just had somebody close to me, lose somebody in, that was really close to them recently. And that's, and it's, it's a sad experience and it's like very meaningful and, and all that. But it's also like a reminder that you, you, you have a finite amount of time on this planet. And so like, what is important for you as a human being and nobody else can decide this for you, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody else can tell you what is important for you to be spending your time on. The answers will be different for everybody and, and know that you can't do it all. So what are, so like, I think using the lens of like deathbed or like, you know, or another question is like, what would you want to be known for? Not because the point mm-hmm. of it is fame, but the point is like, what do, what, when you think about legacy, right? What comes to mind? What, what, mm-hmm. and that can be a lens to guide us in our understanding of our own priorities, not for the sake of like accomplishing something amazing that will mm-hmm. be last because none of that will really happen. The sun's going to go supernova at some point, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, but the question and where we come from when we answer the question, I think is really useful for, 
for starting to understand priorities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like what you said about that. We're all defining our own kind of version of what a good life is as, as though we're the author of our story. And if we were going to get to the end point and reflect back, what would have been a really cool story to have written? What would be exciting to have participated in and make decisions from that place? Yeah. Like what, what's meaningful for you, right? Mm-hmm. I love, I love this. I've been really digging this idea of main character energy lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Aaron yeah. Walter if you're listening. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Cause I, I love this, just this, the, this way of framing it up, like that you're the hero of your own story mm-hmm. and, and you're on your own quest, your own journey. And, you know, kind of everybody else is sort of an NPC in your, in your game. What is NPC just for non, listeners that might not know? Non-player character, non-player character, um, or non-playable character, depending on how you, mm-hmm. how you look at it. But um, it's like the other characters in the game that you can bump into yeah, and interact you with. And the, you know, the ones yeah. that you, yeah, yeah, that like provide challenges or obstacles to you, that sort of thing. Yeah. Something I also want to point out here is that taking on this perspective and defining our own good life is a really surefire way to help free us from social influences. I think that people have their opinions and sometimes in the way they speak, they sometimes speak as though it's fact. And then we get under this influence without questioning, okay, that might be their perspective, but if I were the hero of this story if i were the main player um what would i define yeah which is actually like a hypnotic technique and we we accidentally use them i think on other people Mm -hmm. all the time and we actually accidentally have them used on us and Mm -hmm. and this is a way of kind of inoculating yourself against that is to um get really clear on what you're what if, if you are the hero of your story what quest are you on? What, what's your journey that you're here to have? And I think that's a, that's a really fun, playful way to ask the question. Yeah, I agree. I also think that there's kind of coming back to this idea about a right way or a wrong way. I think that sometimes we can get a little maybe indecisive and feel like I just, if I make the wrong decision, then I'll have wasted time. And I like to direct people's minds to thinking about cleaning up a room after a party. I think you and I have talked, I think I learned this from you, but if there's a room full of stuff to be cleaned up after a party, it might be nice if we could save time by thinking through ahead of time, what kinds of things, like if I sweep the floor before I wipe off the counters, then I have to sweep the floor again. But sometimes it's okay to just like start with the cups, just go around and pick up all the cups throw them away, put them in the dishwasher, like whatever, and just be making progress without thinking too hard about what is the correct order of operations. Because each time I clean up a room, I'll learn things like, oh, wipe the counters off. I wish that I had cleaned the the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And we develop expertise through iteration. And so if you're in an experience where you feel like I don't want to make the wrong decision, what if you just picked up the cups and started making progress and not worry too much about getting it right? And it's okay. I love that quote that you just said. We develop expertise through iteration. I love that. That's like such a great mm-hmm. thing to think of. And then and then the other thing that I really like about this, this analogy of like cleaning the room is because <clears throat> if I were to, because if I were to ask you like, what's the right way to clean the room? Like 
it's very obvious for anybody who hears that question, like, what, what do you mean the right way to clean the room? The right way to clean the room is whatever way gets the room clean at the end. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. It's, so it's a very, um, what I love about this analogy is that it helps you to see the importance of a vision, mm-hmm. right? Cause like we, we have a sense for what a clean room or a clean house looks like. Yeah. And I think there's also some value judgments for each individual person, like one person may want to have that room be absolutely like clean from bacteria and disinfected and very tidy and all of these different tiers. And one person might want it to just be good enough to feel comfortable in the room for whatever their own personal threshold is for hygiene and orderliness. Right. And that's your vision, right? That's like, that's mm-hmm. what, we're, what we're talking about there is like, what's your vision for done? What, what, what does done look like for you? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, actually, totally. you could spend a lot of time if if you are the kind of person who only really wants it to be functional and like everything put back where it belongs and like you know mm-hmm. no like maybe visible dirt. You know, if you you if you get caught up accidentally because everybody else is telling you what you should be doing is deep cleaning, hands and knees, Cinderella style, scrubbing the floor. Like you could very easily get caught up in that and be spending a lot of time doing that. And meanwhile, you're not spending because so this is a thing that I think is really useful is opportunity cost. What else mm-hmm. could you be doing with that time mm-hmm. than you know scrubbing the floor? Yeah. Scrubbing the floor is not actually something that's really important to you, right? It's yeah, just totally. like a should that somebody has yeah. you that you've taken on. Totally. And then you're scrubbing the floor on your hands and knees, resenting the world for this rule that's been imposed on you about how things should be done. And And what if we just, yeah, yeah, we just like didn't play that game and moved on to other things that are more important. Yeah. Now we're, we're, we've been talking a lot about kind of a very sort of high level priorities here, like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like more like spiritual priorities. What's your, what's your life all about? Um, there's another kind of prioritization that I just I want to mention and and bring into the conversation, which is like, all right, well, actually, I've decided what a clean room looks like for me. Okay, so mm-hmm. now, like, how do I actually prioritize what I'm doing in that clean room? So this happens a lot in business. So, all right, we have a business objective. And how do we think about our, like, our priorities in terms of our business objective? And mm-hmm. I think it's like, this is something that people, I think it, it's, it's useful to spend some time on and understanding your systems and like getting you, getting clear on how you operate and how you answer these questions. And so I want to like talk through just a couple ways of looking mm-hmm. at um, these sort of how to set priorities in your business. So um, one is generally speaking, there's like, um, there's like a logical premise basically that you can't d- solve any problem if you're dead. Okay. You can't solve any yeah. problem if you're dead. All right. So I think, and there, I, I, the reason I like that quote and just like to remember that thought that you can't solve any problems if you're dead is because um, it helps us to remember that for a business to, to do anything in the world, to solve any problem in the world, it has to survive. It has to keep living. Okay. And that means money it, in, in our world, the way that our world works, it has to have some kind of financial solvency. Now, for nonprofits, they get money from people by requesting it, by asking, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you might have a trust fund that funds your business and that's what, and that's fine for you. And then your business gets to be a, kind of a hobby or whatever. But for the vast majority of people, a business model involves providing some value to the world and making an exchange. And if you don't solve that problem first, you can't solve any other problems in your business. So mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, David Bayer talks about now revenue, which I think is a really mm-hmm. useful concept. Like, how do you how do you make sure that you get your your financial? Like, we've got to survive. In order for us to keep playing this game at this business, it has to be making sure that I don't die. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to be able to, you know, make sure that the business works at least well enough for me to survive. And that is like, I think when we're thinking about goals, a lot of times people go to these like big, like, oh, you know, $10 million annual revenue numbers or whatever. And that's great. And I'm all for that, but they can also feel very overwhelming. And I think the mm-hmm. very first goal that any business really wants to have as their, like their number one objective is how do we hit our break-even point? How do we hit the point Mm -hmm. where our business is now a perpetual motion machine and it can stay in existence for as long as it, as we want it to stay in existence. And so that's like a really Mm -hmm. useful framework. So solve that problem first. If you, Mm because if you can't solve that problem, then none of the other logical level questions are important. And then for that problem to be solved, I think it's really useful to, to think through because a lot of times people start with marketing and that's great. And marketing is absolutely useful. And if you don't have a product that you really believe in, whatever that is, product or service uh, that you really believe in, then and you want to have an ethical business, we're going to have a hard time. OK, because we won't have anything to sell. And so mm-hmm. I think I think. I think of this thing as working from the end to the beginning. So product first, have a product that you can sell, that you believe in, that you trust, have a sales process that works to sell that product. That's your next priority. Okay. So first Mm -hmm. we want to have to sell. Next, we want to figure out how to sell it, which is not the same thing as marketing. Marketing is like, how do we get into conversations? How do we get into people's field of view? How do we, they hear about it and care about it. And that is a, Mm -hmm. a question that happens but I think that happens after sales. So we, we figure out our sales process and it can happen simultaneously. But again, how much time do you have and how much energy do you have? And the one of my favorite quotes is the hound that courses two rabbits catches none. But so if you, if you, mm-hmm. if you try to chase two bunnies, you, you're, only, you're not going to catch either of them, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're going to catch bunnies one at a time, what bunny are we catching? So I think it goes product, sales, and then we can start to talk about marketing and like Mm -hmm. reach once we have a consistent sales process. Now, how do we reach more people to put them through that sales process so that we can get that? So that's some ways of thinking about priorities in business. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I think is useful to to consider, and this is related to the, you can't solve any problems if you're dead kind of paradigm, which is some things are, when you're doing them are going to depend on other things in the business. And so you're going to have these dependencies. And so you won't be able to do some things like, for instance, you can't have a social media campaign go live if you don't have the content that exists. Mm -hmm. And you, you, while you could just create random content, you probably can't even have the content go live if, or be ready to go in the campaign. If you don't have your vision and values for your business, if you don't understand what you're talking about, who you're talking to, if you don't have a product, you know, so all that sort of thing. And this is what one way of looking at your priorities is to think about what are the dependencies for that? Mm -hmm. Like what has to be true for that thing to work or to Mm -hmm. go live or to run? And then like, do we have everything that we need in order to get that kind of stuff? So that's another kind of framework that I think. I'm talking a lot and uh, there's a lot to cover, a lot to cover in, this, in this topic. So I'm curious, uh, how is all this landing? Yeah, I am. I think when I hear you, th- when I hear you talking about dependencies, I come back to the idea of a central value. 
at the core of it, what's the one thing that needs to happen next to my business for me to get the outcome that I want? And so if it means if just honing down on the problem, is it that I don't have enough clients? I have a sales process that works when I get in touch with somebody, but I'm not getting in front of enough people. So then sit there, think about that, develop a process. And I think something that can get in the way of that is that some of these priorities, the action that wants to be taken for the outcome to happen is kind of uncomfortable a lot of times. It's risky. It feels uncomfortable. And so I think sometimes we play the game in our mind that, oh, I just need better priorities. And if we sit down and really ask ourselves, what is the priority? We're just not taking the action because it's uncomfortable. And we're playing this game where, oh, I'm going to do the laundry. That feels really important. Or check emails or something else that is not as high of a priority, but definitely more comfortable to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you're starting to see how the the whole web of all of this business mindset stuff really comes Mm -hmm. to fit together because, Mm -hmm. because what happens and we're like, Oh, I'm so busy. I have all these things. And it's like, are you on the essential Mm -hmm. value creation in your business? Like, are you doing the essential activities? And this Mm -hmm. is where, like, I think this is why priority is like a really important question. Like what is the priority right now? Yeah. What's the one thing? Yeah. And then are we doing anything that, and then we get into our value map and all that other stuff that Mm -hmm. we, you know, Mm -hmm. like we, this, this topic could go on for hours and hours because what we're essentially asking is how do we, how do we make decisions in our, in our business Mm -hmm. about what is most important and, um, or in our lives about what is most important. And I think there's, it's just like a a really, it's a really big topic and we're going to only be able to kind of scratch the surface in this kind of a conversation. Mm -hmm. We can definitely have more of these for sure. But, um, but that, that is a great point that you're bringing up is like, sometimes it's not even really a question of priorities. Cause if you're, if you're really honest and you're asking yourself, am I doing the things that are the priorities right now? The answer is mm, not exactly. <laughs> and then we got some mindset work to do. Right. So there's yeah, like, totally. So there's the strategic piece, which is like figuring out our plan. This is like, what are the priorities and figuring out those. And I think a lot of people think that the solution is a strategic one or you, this is where people are like, Oh, time in, I need better time management. I need better, like all that stuff. And we can have the world's most shiny, most amazing strategic plan. And if we don't implement it or act on it, then that plan doesn't do us any good. And so mm-hmm. the, if we, if you have a plan and you're not acting on it, we have a, we have a mindset bucket challenge. And so mm-hmm. that's like where we want to figure out about belief, belief in yourself, like worthiness, like, you know, f- you know, embracing failure, fear, failure, changing your relationship with failure, changing your relationship with learning um, mm-hmm. so that we can get ourselves into resourceful action. Cause there, totally. uh, there are two parts of the, of the game that we're playing here. Yeah. I want to touch on before we wrap up just the idea of energy. You mentioned earlier that the business can't live if I'm not alive. And so there are some priorities even just around like managing our own energy, preserving our energy, making sure we get enough sleep, eat well, exercise. And I think that there's also like So I'm thinking about somebody in particular who's a creative and what they've found is that when they work on their own creative projects, they feel more energized to do the work that they do for other people. And so even though their own work doesn't necessarily have deadlines the same way that their client work does, what they've done is prioritize the first part of their day on their own creative work so that they don't 
instead focus on the client work and then feel drained at the end of the day and not have the energy to work on their own projects. And so I, I just mentioned this about like, what what are the things that make us feel the most alive or help us feel invigorated and yeah, making sure that, that we... Like what fills your cup? Yeah, what fills your cup and kind of front loading those things, especially when there aren't dependency, like other people depending on you to make sure that the things get done at a certain time. It's, it's mindset stuff. I think, I think that's... That's well said. And, you know, the, when we're talking about filling our cup, they talk about feeding people from your saucer, not from your cup, you know, from the overflow mm-hmm. of your cup, not from what's inside your cup. And I think that's a really useful thing to think about, mm-hmm. um, you know, and th- again, th- <clears throat> this is kind of showing the outside of the webs of how complicated all this stuff is because mm-hmm. we're not, cause we didn't even talk about zone of genius today or, mm-hmm. like, you know, unique ability or high leverage activities, which really is like, again, what are your strengths in the world is a question that we really want to be asking if we're, especially if you're a business owner, like we really want to be asking is like, how are are we leveraging our strengths to their, their maximum capacity? Are we doing things that are outside of our strengths before we're leveraging our strengths to our maximum? And then, Mm -hmm. and all of this is like really useful questions because if we're doing that, if we're spending a lot of time on stuff that's not in our, in our, in our strength or our zone of genius, my experience with that is people tend to lose energy and they tend Mm -hmm. to, start to feel behind and they start to like, it starts to feel like a slog. And then we, and then it just like, it becomes this cascade of tasks that we have, which is different, mm-hmm. from like creating results in the world. Mm-hmm. Or like life-giving, life-giving um, activities. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Like life-giving activities, the ones yeah. that light you up and feel really good when you do them. Totally. Yeah. All right. So um, that we, I want to wrap this, but I, uh, but I want to encourage you if you're listening to this, um, reach out to us in the, I mean, you can get a hold of us in a lot of different ways in the show notes, uh, on the email mm-hmm. list, take that, take our character quiz and that'll get us on the email list. And then like, feel free to reply. Like I would love to hear, you know, we touched on a bunch of different topics today. I'd love to hear from you. What would you like to hear more about on these? If any of these topics are, are landing with you, or if you're like, Oh wait, what was that? How do I make more of that happen? I'd be curious to hear from you. Um, which parts would you like to hear? Cause again, this priority thing, it's like one th- strand in a huge web that is mm-hmm. um, like effectiveness in our in our realities so um, what would you most like to hear about let us know and thanks so much for listening live your freedom love your life hey there shifters if you enjoy the podcast and you've been wanting to take your game to the next level you might want to hear about our new program we're calling it the mindset gym and it's a virtual community where we take all the tips tricks and strategies and we put them into practice Ever notice how when you go to an exercise class, you always seem to push a little harder than when you work out on your own? Well, the Mindset Gym is like a group exercise class for your business. Imagine a community of badass business owners coming together a couple of times a month to work on their mindsets, strategies, and find some business besties. It's all about practicing together. Sound like something you might want to be a part of? Check out the link in the show notes or go to lucidshiftcoaching.com forward slash the dash mindset dash gym to learn more. Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. 
If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.